0: The Writer's Room, a Seventh C podcast, is endorsed by Chaosium Inc. For more information, visit www.chaosiuminc.com forward slash Seventh C. Hello, friends. Come on in. You know the drill. Go find your spot. Gregory's got your tea ready. And before we begin, I do have a special announcement to make. It is with a heavy heart that we bid farewell to one of our vocal guests. Quinn McCulley, who has been playing Oliver Barcroft up until this episode, is stepping out of the writer's room and heading towards new, exciting adventures. They have been nothing short of a pleasure to have on the show, and we wish them the very best. And don't you worry. I'll take good care of Oliver. Now, as far as guest voices go, we have no shortage. And this doesn't just mean in the article. So don't be alarmed if you don't hear my voice during the mid reel. All right. Thank you for the book, Officer V. And Officer Raven, thank you for fluffing my pillow. Officer Nightingale, thank you for assisting Gregory, as always. Officer Covington, thank you for making sure that all the stuffies are ready to be hugged. Officers Stewart and Tarkin, thank you for continuing to keep this a dairy-free establishment. And Officer Cheshire, thank you for making sure the door always creaks. That's how you know you're truly in the writer's room. So, last we left off, I do believe we were escaping a gala. So let's see what our wonderful gay pirates are up to now. Oh. And before I forget, there is a volume warning in this article. There are going to be sounds of combat, so protect your ears, will you? All right. Article 4. Castile isn't safe. Not anymore. As the camera dissolves from black, we focus on a blue square of marble. We rise and see a white square next to it. There is something obscuring the square, and as the lens zooms in, we make out the silhouette of a small castle tower. Beside it is a depiction of a horse in mid-rear, braying fiercely. We continue to rise over these perfect pieces of marble, and we can see the pattern of a chessboard. A red leather glove reaches for a blue pawn and slides it two spaces ahead. A white-gloved hand takes a white rook and moves it into the board. The red glove belongs to a tanned, well-kept Castilian gentleman. The hat sporting a brilliant plume of deepest red rests on his knee as he strokes his sharp goatee in thought. His face is drawn in tension, His eyes flash like the color of aged gilders, as his brow furrows, his lips pulling a thin line as he moves another blue pawn into the field. A white pawn blocks its enemy, and when the glove pulls back, we see a rugged man, but with defined features. There are creases that highlight a sinister smile hidden within his cheeks, and his eyes, the color of the ocean in a storm, gleam with a secret delight. As his opponent makes another miscalculation, we can practically hear the wicked glee in his proper accent as the man speaks up.
1: I suppose you've gotten what you came for yet?
0: He moves a piece as the Castilian man speaks.
1: <sighs> of sorts. You see, with your untimely arrival, our quarry has gotten away from us. And now we cannot return to the Vatacine empty-handed. The
0: man moves another pawn forward and leans back in his chair.
1: I was told to find you, Captain Kingsley, because you might know where I could find our missing heretic.
0: Captain Kingsley tries to hide his smile as he looks back.
1: Now, Sebastian, you know it's not our fault that we have more organization.
0: Kingsley's rook finally takes a pawn breaking into the fray. The Castilian man grimaces.
1: The cardinal was very strict.
0: With his bishop free, he takes one of Kingsley's pawns.
1: So, what do you propose since you have me on the back foot?
0: Kingsley leans back, taking in the move and the
1: question. Well, I believe there's something of great importance that you want from me. And as far as I'm aware, I personally don't require anything from you. Although diplomatic immunity would serve us well. Being able to trade freely in Castile could benefit us both.
0: With the bishop out of the way, Kingsley moves his rook into place. Check.
1: I can see if the Cardinal will be willing to hear you out, but before I disturb His Holiness, Do you have what we want?
0: It's a risky move, but he backtracks his bishop to protect his king.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can assure you, we have exactly what you want.
0: Kingsley, with a wicked grin, moves his queen into place.
1: Check. Mate.
0: And as the Castilian man struggles to accept defeat... The camera transitions through the chessboard, through the floor of the ship, into the second deck where we find Mallory. Mallory, how you looking?
2: Mallory has been utterly paralyzed ever since they were cornered coming out of the secret stairway in the observatory.
0: The ATC threw a cloak over you and hurried you out with a contingent of people around you to ferry you as quickly and as quietly out of the observatory without letting the Inquisition know.
2: Interesting, okay. They look tired, they look disheveled. Did they take away the journal and the lenses? They did not. Oh, well, in that case, Mallory has been clutching that box and that journal to their chest with a death grip, but otherwise they have been unresponsive.
0: As far as you're aware, you are on an ATC vessel You are still at harbor, the ship hasn't left yet, and you're in this ATC brig. As brigs go, it's not terrible, and they have given you food and water. You're not being treated poorly, but you are being held, and so far, the Inquisition has not shown itself. A young person, wearing the stupid silly wig and the coat and everything, with a rifle, is standing guard. He leans his head back and notices that you haven't eaten anything and says, hey, you really should eat, you know. Mallory
2: doesn't respond.
0: Listen, and he looks around to make sure nobody else is around and kind of like leans his head inside the cell as much as possible. We're trying to save you from the Inquisition.
2: That does catch Mallory's attention. I was under the implications that you were working with them. He
0: shakes his head no very quickly. They want to kill you,
2: the Inquisition. Yeah, I gathered that much.
0: We, uh, well, my captain wants to hire you.
2: Who's your captain? Hey, Durs.
3: Yes?
0: You want to give me the name of your rival captain that uh,
3: fucked your hand over? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was Adam Kingsley.
0: Captain Kingsley, he's really adamant on getting the most up-to-date equipment for Star Charts. And he wants to hire you.
2: Oh, well, that's surprisingly reasonable of him. Is there a reason I'm being kept in the brig? I
0: don't personally know why, but they say it's for your safety.
2: Because I feel just so safe here. Is there any way I could talk to your captain?
0: Not right now. He's talking with the High Inquisitor.
2: I see. Is there any way I can leave this cell at all? He thinks about it.
0: I guess... They didn't give me specific orders to keep you here.
2: Well, then you aren't breaking any rules, are you? Let me stretch my legs a bit.
0: Yeah, as long as we stay down here, because I don't want you to be seen. What's your name? Howell.
2: Well, Howell, are the Inquisition aboard your ship right now? Yes. I see. Listen, I can only guarantee your safety on this deck. Then I suppose I shall stay in this cell for a little longer. I don't suppose you have a light?
0: A light? Takes out a shepherd's lighter. I got this.
2: Mm, Never mind, keep it. Do you need matches? I'd like to have one on hand, yes.
0: I think I can get you a match. I'll be right back. Runs and leaves.
2: Yeah, nice, cool. In the box of lenses. Is it just lenses in there or are there tools in there as well?
0: I don't know, you tell me.
2: I don't have raises to spend on this, I must say. (laughs) Do you have hero points? I do have a single hero point. You can tell me there's tools in there. Sure, maybe like a small wrench or a small screwdriver, basically. Mallory, while Howell is gone, is going to see if the lock on this cell is something they can pick. It's
0: a skeleton key. It's got two pins. It's very easy to pick. (laughs)
2: Lovely. I am going to pick that lock. Okay. Do you try to talk to Coco at all? Mallory has been whispering under their breath every so often. Are you there?
0: You haven't heard anything.
2: Is anybody there? They'll every now and then they'll whisper another small greeting and keep doing that off and on while they pick the lock, just as something to do. They've been like shaking their head a lot as they've been working on it. Like they just can't see as well as they usually do.
0: All of a sudden, you hear the sound of heeled shoes clicking across the planks towards your cell.
2: Mallory immediately removes their tools from the lock. Mallory. Mallory. Professor?
0: Yes, hello, it's me.
2: Fancy seeing you here. Are you here to rescue me?
0: I... Oh, that's so
2: very kind of you. All right, I need you to go uh, take this. Could you actually hold this for me and insert it from that end? It'll make this a lot easier. I need, like, one extra hand to get this done.
0: Leverage, right? That's what you needed.
2: Happy to help. Great, cool. (laughs) With that in place, Mallory handily unlocks the door. Well done. All right, let's go. Is Amboise nearby? Uh... I do not know who you speak of. Do you have like a lifeboat outside that we can jump into? Uh no. All right. So, um What's the plan, professor? There is. And no plan. I'm um, I'm sorry, what?
0: I'm spending a danger point. <laughs> what's all this then?
2: You turn around at Charlotte. Uh this gentleman unlocked me. Sorry. I thought he was with you.
0: He was with me. Charlotte looks over at
2: Alvara. Looks at the cell and looks at Alvara again. Are you freeing our prisoner? It's not what it looks like, right? Oh, you mean
0: them. Mallory, behind Oliver's back, he is frantically trying to shoo you away. And he is stepping in front of you as he takes over the conversation. You see, it's funny that you should say that. And the camera is positioned outside of the ship. Looking through a porthole, watching Oliver and Charlotte begin their intense discussion. And it turns to look out at the docks. Where do we find Diego?
3: So, after meeting with Liliana, he would be making his way towards the ship to try to not get left behind.
0: Angelica, did you leave the moment that your foot stepped on the decks?
4: Or did you wait? Once she and the Iglesias brothers got back to the ship, it would have been loose sails, haul-out rigging, way anchor.
0: Diego, you make it down to the docks. You know where the thorn is supposed to be.
4: It's not there. Yeah. And it's nighttime, right? It is nighttime. You might see an illuminated balcony. <laughs> Off in the distance.
3: <laughs> if Diego would have happened to see the ATC taking Mallory. Especially since they wouldn't have had access to working carriages, so there probably would have been that moment of oh man, the carriages are (laughs) done. How are we going to get this prisoner over there?
0: You did notice that they were trying to hide someone that they had captured of smaller stature. Not necessarily knowing if it was Mallory or not.
2: Can I interject? Oh, of
0: course, of course. What do you got?
2: Mallory usually wears like a a scrap of blue cloth as like a bandana to sort of keep their hair in their eyes aboard the ship. And for their gala look, I don't know if you noticed, they repurposed it as a bit of a cravat. They untied it while they were being taken out and just dropped it on the ground.
0: Mm. Diego, you come across their bandana.
3: Diego would pick it up and there's probably a few ships docked here.
0: Yep. You see a vessel you didn't want to see but it's here. Kingsley's vessel. The Dauntless is docked
3: at the first port. I would recognize that flag anywhere.
0: And you see a lot of commotion on the dock near that ship. You see a bunch of Castilian officers actual officers standing around you see a bunch of ATC officers standing around, and you see Inquisitors waiting.
3: Diego is interested, but not in a way that he wants to get involved with. He definitely wants to observe this interaction, and does not want to let that ship leave port without him.
0: You can see very clearly on the top deck two men seated at a table. One of them is a high Inquisitor. You can tell by the different color in their half-cloak. It's not as brightly red as the other Inquisitors. It's more of a deeper, darker red. And you recognize Kingsley. A smug smile on his face. From your distance, you can't tell what they're saying. But he appears very happy, while the Inquisitor appears ruffled.
3: Diego is going to go for a little swim. Okay. That way, he can approach the boat from underwater and climb up and get into the Dauntless.
0: And as the camera enters the water with Diego, we get a good close-up view of the Tally Mark tattoos along his neck. And as he begins to swim, they glow a teal-blue-green and begin to change shape into a pair of gills. And as he swims away from us, the camera rises up to find... Amboise, where are you right now?
5: Amboise is currently walking across some scaffolding, watching Diego go into the water and just waiting.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay.
5: On the side of this ship, there
3: is the typical wooden ladder so that people can climb up the rest of the way. Now, it doesn't really go down all the way to the water because there's no need to. Amboise sees Diego using what you assume is some sort of knife, but as knives that he grabbed from the dinner ball earlier, in between the planks of the wood to climb up high enough to get to the ladder. And when he's on the ladder, the first three rungs, he's climbing with power and purpose. But when he gets to that third rung, you see he stops for a second, slows himself down, and begins to sneak towards the top.
0: The camera is positioned as though it is floating on the surface of the water looking up at Diego. And every once in a while, a little wave will come over the lens. Then we leap up out of the water to pan super fast over to the captain's quarters. Those big bay windows back there. Angelica. Door opens. Saya walks in, closes the door behind her, and leans heavily against it.
4: (sighs) What a night. Angelica is already furiously like stripping out of the ball gown to get back into her captain's clothes cursing and muttering and like not being careful with the dress at all just like shoving it into a trunk and like ripping things out of drawers and a a little armoire they have bolted to the side of the room that good, huh three fucking officers directly disobeying orders on the night we are supposed to be in and out without things getting complicated what am i supposed to do with that Saya? she turns around and her face is like all tightened up with like vitriol i cannot captain a bunch of rebels
0: Oh, my love, you're going to get wrinkles. And she walks directly up to you, grabs your face in her hands, and then takes her fingers and lightly dapples across your forehead to get rid of all the creases.
4: She's like half into like her pants and or like a jacket or whatever. And she just like sighs and fully crumbles into Saya. It's so stressful.
0: I know. Being a captain is very tough.
4: And what if the Inquisition gets them? What are we supposed to do then? This crew really only works if we work together. Angelica, if they weren't capable individuals, you
0: wouldn't have hired them. We've had jobs end poorly before, but they've never really rattled you this bad. What's going on? Is everything alright?
4: right? (sighs) My aunt knows about the girl. That is bad. I. We can't wait for them, May. She says she was going to. Uh, it's not important. If we don't do something about Thea, I don't know if I can protect her from the Villanovas. This party was a bad idea, Saya. We are in way over our heads. We were supposed to be keeping a low profile. And she stops like she suddenly remembered something and looks up at Saya. What were you able to steal? Oh, you mean
0: this? she just lifts up her bag and takes it off and like holds it so there wasn't a lot of usable paperwork at least for our purposes but i did find this and she opens it up and she pulls it out she shows it to you it's a bible interesting you recognize this right i am aware and then she opens it and it's empty
4: like blank pages or there's no pages
0: oh there are pages but they're carved out as in a hollow Bible, and inside is a golden
4: apple. I think Angelica's hand hovers over it for a moment, but she doesn't touch it. Do you know what it is? It looks delicious. (laughs) She gives her a little like, come on. (laughs) No, no, touch it. Tentatively puts a finger on it. It feels like an apple. Where was this? Hidden. In whose quarters, in whose chambers?
0: In the bottom of the observatory.
4: Hide this away. Saya goes to put it in your vault. Angelica glances out through her gallery windows and scans the dwindling lights of the docks. And Boise is with them.
0: They'll find their way home.
4: Zoe, can I see if any of their threads have been cut?
0: Their threads are all still intact. Which is a perfect indication, as someone who reads the threads, that their tapestry is still being woven. Their lives aren't going to end here.
4: You're right. It's no good to worry. Once I'm dressed, I will tell Kevin to chart the course. Where are we going? We're going to Numa. We have to see what the ATC is up to there.
0: Okay. I like this plan. Except for one thing. Do you have to get dressed so quickly? No one is following us, and Numa is a long ways away.
4: She stops buttoning the blouse she just pulled on, and she turns to her wife standing in between the supports for the canopy that's over their bed? Saya?
0: I almost died tonight. Several times.
4: Saya, we can't. I have to... Shh,
0: we have time. She shoves you into the bed. No! (laughs) Stop! (laughs) No.
4: (laughs) You realize this is more insubordination?
0: (laughs) I am a pirate. Ah! And I am your wife. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. (sighs)
4: Eventually, Angelica stops playfully resisting and just kisses Saya. You looked beautiful tonight. And you were amazing, as usual.
0: Kirin got you all to himself for the party. Let him be captain for a while. It's my turn to dance with you.
4: Angelica will reach over, pull on a braided cord, and the curtains that hang above their bed close.
0: And we transition away from that scene.
5: Perhaps the mutiny was actually a gift.
6: (laughs) Dala, what are you doing? Where are you? I am on the ship. I am one of the few crew members (laughs) who did go back to the ship. Thank you. She was carrying Kieran on her back, tossed Kieran into the captain's quarters (laughs) at some point. Knocked first, opened it, tossed Kieran in, closed it, politely averting her eyes. She's used to that. Yep, yep. (laughs) Other than, like, the NPC crew members, there's not really anyone else on the ship right now. Are you in your quarters? Your infirmary? Yeah. She's probably tidying up, checking on her stuff. You hear a small voice behind you. Oh, no. Hello. (laughs) Absolutely flinches and then immediately tries to collect herself of like, oh, I hope I didn't offend the kid.
0: She's holding her hands together in prayer, almost in front of her. Where is everyone?
6: They're not back yet. You mean we left them behind? I wouldn't worry. Everyone on this crew has their special ways of showing back up.
0: Can they swim that fast? Yeah. Yeah. What about the door?
6: Dala does not know enough about the door to be able to talk about this with the scary (laughs) child.
5: (laughs) Good girl, Dala. Very good. (laughs) How does the scary child know about the door?
6: (laughs) Dala had a moment with the scary child last time where she said the door was, was it screaming? In pain? Something terrifying. We are just deflecting. Not talking about the scary door with the scary child.
0: We need to make sure it's unlocked. And leaves.
6: Mm Mm-mm. Nope. She's following. (laughs) Drops whatever she's holding. Tia is very fast. Oh no. Get
2: the kid some ankle weights. You have
0: no idea how this child just blipped from one end of the ship to the other, but she is reaching for
6: the door handle. Dala has long legs. She's hustling. Can't I use a hero point to stop this? Yes, you can. I would like to scoop her, like, gently around the waist and kind of pick her up and swing her in what she's hoping is a playful way of like, oh, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. And then she's just going to start marching her up towards the deck. You know what? Let's go to the deck. We can keep an eye out for the rest of the crew when they come swimming back, okay? It does not matter what this kid says or does. I don't care if she's wiggling around, if she's kicking. Don't care. Picking this kid up under the arm. We're going. I'm going to spend a danger point. <sighs>
0: I imagine you pick her up by her waist, twirl her around so much that she's facing you. Mm -hmm. She puts both of her hands on your chest to brace herself because, holy shit, I'm now up in the air. Sure. And you feel this cold pull of an icy thread being drawn out of you. You can feel it in the back of your teeth, this quick little buzz.
6: Have I ever felt anything like that before? when rune magic was used incorrectly near you. Hmm, and this is worse. This is like stronger. This is a lot stronger. I don't like that. Tia looks at you, very surprised. Are you sure they're going to make it back? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Dalla's running towards the top decks, holding the child out, creeped out as hell, but gotta get her away from the door. The moment that her head crests the top plank
0: she is immediately like looking in the water. And when you set her down, she immediately runs over to the railing. Not like she's gonna jump or anything, but she runs over the railing and she's looking
6: over. Look, here
4: they come.
6: And points. Adala will go over and look. It's Ruby. It's Ruby!
2: Zoe, I don't believe that Ruby has gotten a formal introduction in the story yet.
6: This is her formal introduction.
2: (laughs)
0: So the camera gets a good look as the lantern light kind of casts itself on the water. And we see a shark fin. But it's not the typical shark fin that you would see. It's a tail fin. And as we can kind of see through... The Merc, as this shark comes to breach, it is a red, and I mean red, thresher shark. Long, long body, long tail, very slim, very agile, looking playfully up at Dalla and slaps her tail,
6: which is her way of saying hello. Dalla's going to kind of lean down a little bit towards Tia and hold up one of her necklaces that has a shark tooth on it. This was a gift from Ruby. She's our friend.
0: Ruby.
6: She follows us around, keeps an eye on us. She's good at that. She waves her silver hand at Ruby, and Ruby waves her little
0: tail in response. Ruby actually swims over to where Mallory's quarters are. And every once in a while, you see Ruby's head lean up and look. You watch Ruby actually roll over onto her belly, expecting something. And when nothing comes, Ruby swims a little slower.
6: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Doll is going to call out to Ruby. They'll be back later. Don't worry. Ruby slaps her
0: tail twice, which means yes. And then her tail kind of dips beneath the water. And Tia is fascinated now. Even though Ruby has gone beneath the breakers and is really difficult to see, Tia is absolutely fixed to try and find Ruby. So for the moment, she is occupied.
6: That was the plan. Distract her with the ocean.
0: Yes. Use our shark
6: puppy to distract the (laughs) child. (laughs) Look, puppy. Yeah, Dala will stay on the top deck and keep an eye on her. And I think kind of just make sure the rest of the crew knows Tia's on the deck. Keep an eye out. If you suddenly don't see her, call out. Of course. Whatever you say, boss. Love Wesley.
4: (laughs) He's the best.
6: Dala doesn't let it show, but she has a deep affection for Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) Wesley's my favorite.
0: (laughs) I'm going to need Diego, Alvara, and Amboise to roll me a risk. What do we have for approaches?
3: Letting go of the anger, letting go of the rage. He can't go into a fury and take on this guy like he would have any other day before this day now he knows he needs to survive and that requires some finesse and some hiding love it so his goal is to sneak to the captain's quarters without being seen so he can do what needs to be done without alerting everybody
0: alvara quotations (laughs) what are you doing
2: Mallory is going to create a distraction on the way out. I imagine on this floor is also where the cannons are kept. They don't have time to, like, run and get a cannonball, but they can shove a bit of their own special flavor of gunpowder down the gullet and just put a big impressive gout of blue flame out the side of the ship.
0: Let's do finesse and scholarship.
2: Finesse and scholarship. Sounds good. Fantastic. Amboise.
5: So Amboise is simply watching. He knows that he's disobeying orders, but at the same time, he has mentioned to the crew many times that he wants them to be the best that they can be. Therefore, he will watch them go through their struggles and fail if they have to. So in this particular situation, he's using resolve to both not immediately go in and help, but also to deal with the fact that he is disobeying a direct order. And then he's trying to notice everything that's going on to see where and when he may need to step in.
0: Love it. All right. All of you take two for flair gather any bonus dice that you have
3: so part of the style bonus for the hogo de dentro is when you make a athletics brawl hide perform risk you gain one bonus die so long as you describe how your mastery of hogo de dentro aids you in the risk so as diego is climbing up and getting ready to go over the ledge He reaches down with his left hand and pops his boots off so that the leather doesn't squeak, doesn't make any sounds, and so he gets the nice bare feet that he's used to.
6: Love it.
0: Yes, take that extra die.
2: With sea legs, give me a bonus die here as I am attempting a physical maneuver aboard a ship.
0: I'll give it to you.
2: (laughs) Okay, you didn't
3: have to.
0: I didn't have to, but I'll give it to you.
3: I also have sea legs. Can I have that bonus die,
5: too?
0: Absolutely take that bonus die, yes.
5: Not getting sea legs or bonus die or anything like that. Can I activate my hubris?
0: What is your hubris for the listeners at home?
5: Stubborn. Oh, okay. You receive a hero point when your hero is stubborn and refuses to change her mind in the face of evidence. So all signs point to, your captain has given you an order. This is your captain. You should follow that order. But you have a way about you, and you have determined that this is what needs to be done, no matter what.
0: Yeah, go ahead, take it.
5: Hooray. I'm sorry.
0: Don't boldface lie to me a day.
5: No, I'm not.
0: Diego, you're going to need to spend at least three raises not to be caught. If you are caught, Kingsley will immediately capture you. Alvara, be quotes. You need to spend two raises not to get caught. Noted. And Boise, you need to spend three raises not to get distracted. And everybody can roll their dice and tell me how many raises you've got.
5: Three raises and one trader. That's
0: oh, f- I will buy that trader. You can have that hero point.
5: I might need that. Four
2: raises, one trader. I will buy it. It's all yours.
0: Thanks. Have this hero point instead. Diego, what do you got?
3: Four raises one traitor
0: i will buy that traitor
5: all right as a quick question quick answer did we carry over hero points this time like last time or was this a new set entirely
0: this is a new set entirely
2: excellent
5: thank you
0: you're welcome okay everybody
2: i believe we should start off with the distraction to really kick things into gear
0: yeah let's do that As we transition back into the ATC ship down below decks, Mallory, Charlotte is thoroughly distracted by Oliver right now.
2: Mallory reaches down their shirt, pulls out a couple of vials that they had stashed there and runs over to the nearest cannon. They empty three different powders into a handkerchief, ties it up into like a little ball and shoves it down the cannon and then takes one of the wicks, puts it in, takes out their shepherd's lighter. Lights the wick, and as soon as that's sparking and sputtering, they run back to Oliver.
0: Charlotte Everglot, I did get your name, but if we're going to be friends and I'm going to be sending missives, I followed you back here, and that does not explain why you're freeing our prisoner.
2: We've got about ten seconds. <sighs>
0: ten seconds for what?
2: Oh, nice of miscalculated that one.
0: I'm spending five danger points. Christ almighty. The camera follows the gout of blue flames, and we see Kingsley and the Inquisitor both jolt and look up. And the Inquisitor sees the blue flames, draws his cutlass, and says,
1: tienen el Diablo azul." The Blue Devil. Is that some sort of joke?
0: And all the rest of the Inquisition draw their blades.
1: The Inquisitors have overstayed their welcome aboard the Dauntless. See them to the docks.
0: An Inquisitor runs downstairs, sword drawn. Mallory, it was two raises not to get caught. I'm going to charge you a raise for the light show.
2: All right. Mallory doesn't have weapons. We're going to push Charlotte into the person. Charlotte
0: flies headlong into this Inquisitor, tackling them to the ground.
2: <clears throat> I'm bolting off that ship. Do you uh try to open those eyes? Oh, you know what? They would, because they think the ATC probably has the brooch.
0: Mallory. You get a
6: bird's eye view of yourself.
2: Well, first of all, very disorienting. Mallory immediately trips and falls. (laughs) Oh
6: no! (laughs) And sees it happen.
2: And then, like, locating the camera in a convenience store, Mallory starts to find their way, dragging Oliver behind them. Amboise? Yes?
0: While all that is going on, you see the carriage of the king heading down to the docks they're stopped by the inquisitors that are there and it's like no 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 don't go down there everything's bad you see out the side of the carriage the door open the little king sneak out liliana lean out try to call the king back king is heading towards the docks all by his whimsy and liliana is hurriedly chasing after him
5: you're all gonna hate me for this but we're gonna spend those three raises to not get distracted and we wait And we also cry that we're in action sequence because that means, oh, no, we don't have any more raises. That's a problem. Diego. Three raises to make it to
3: the captain's quarters. Peek over the side. He begins to see the chaos as everyone draws weapons and guns begin to go off and slides over hand over hand sideways to get closer And then vault over the edge as quick as he can, and dive inside.
0: Alright, that's three raises spent not to get caught. Is there anything specific you're looking for in here?
3: A weapon to arm himself, because he doesn't necessarily want to be unarmed when the captain walks through that door.
0: Cool, that sounds like your last raise to find a weapon. And I'll also add this. Tell me, what weapon was it that Kingsley used to mutilate your hand?
3: A designer rapier for show as one would get if you're the head honcho and you really need to show off, so the handguard is very intricate.
0: It's hanging above the mantle. Because of course there's a fucking mantle in this captain's quarters. The door closes.
1: Well, well, well. Seems my first lesson didn't take
0: And out from the umbrella rack, draws another sword.
1: Cap to dance again, Mister Iglesias. Diego grabs the sword down from the mantle,
3: and the metal poker out of the fire. You will not bother
1: my family.
3: Not anymore. (gasps) (laughs) Ah, Okay. Okay. All right.
0: We're going into a different action sequence now. So tell me your new approach. All right, friends, we're going to waste no time. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to guess your approaches. Diego. Yeah. Brawn and weaponry?
3: It is.
0: Uh, See, it's like I knew. Take two for flair and a bonus die for your personal motto. Mallory. Yeah. You got to get the heck out of Dodge. You're looking for an escape route. Finesse and notice? You got it. Bam, two out of three. Go ahead, take two for flair, and also a bonus die for eagle eyes. And Boise. Mm-hmm. Time of watching is over. Time for action is now. Finesse and athletics.
5: You got in one.
0: Three for three. How did you know? I'm very good at this game. <laughs> take two for flair and any other bonus dice that might help you. Now, Natalie. I would like you to put Angelica aside for a moment and play Liliana. (gasps) Oh, shit. Sure. Brittany, I would like you to put Dala aside for a moment and play Charlotte.
6: Ooh. Let's do it.
0: This rules. Now Charlotte's a fighter and they're going to be fighting. You got five raises. Hell yeah. And Liliana is a tactician and she going to be thinking you've got three raises. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Now, I need a couple things clarified in terms of what I know right now.
2: Sure. Shoot.
4: One, why did King Sandoval run off?
2: Because he was playing pirates and now he gets to play real pirates.
4: Yes. Two, did we arrive on the Inquisition's ship? Not the Inquisition's ship.
0: Cardinal Verdugo's
4: personal ship. The king is traveling on that vessel. Yes. Okay.
0: All right, your consequences are very clear. There is danger all around you. Don't get caught and don't get killed. It's that simple.
5: Diego has not rolled his stuff yet, right? I've not rolled for this second one. I've
3: got three for brawn, three for weaponry, one because I'm on a boat. Motherfucker,
5: don't you ever forget. And (laughs) uh, then (laughs) two more for flair. Oh, never mind. You don't need help. Okay, you're fine.
0: Yep, that's right. It's time for hero point expenditures
5: just in case I will ditch a hero point to give Alvara three more d10.
2: Oh Lord, all right, wonderful.
0: And if there's nothing else, it's time to roll the bones.
2: I'm rolling.
0: All right, who's got raises?
2: Four raises, zero trader dice for Mallory.
0: Ah, No traders, dang it, it's fine.
5: Four raises, one trader. A decent four raises and one trader.
0: I'm buying both of those traders, each of you take a hero point. Also, Liliana take a hero point, and Charlotte take a danger point. Now before we get back into it, everybody empty what you gotta empty, refill what you gotta refill, take a breather, and let me tell you about our sponsors. Are you looking to take your TTRPG experience to the next level? Let the Crafty Gamer take your senses on a new journey, with aromas of adventure. Designed to enhance immersion through scent, each of their soy-based candles is hand-poured with care, and with a myriad of different aromas, they are sure to have one most befitting the setting of your game. If you're in the market for aromas of adventure and other tabletop-inspired merchandise, visit thecraftygamer.com and use the code WRITERSROOM in all caps for 10% off your purchase. The Writer's Room is also sponsored, in part and parcel, by Ten Quills Dice. Are you tired of handpicking your D10s out of your standard sets of seven? I certainly was. These specialized custom sets of D10s are handcrafted by me, in-house, and I work with you every step of the way to help you narrate the game in your life. If you fancy a set for yourself, you can find me everywhere on social media at tenquillsdice and at 10 tenquillsdice.com We'd also like to take a moment to shout out our Kofi officers. Thank you for helping us keep this ship afloat. If you would like to join the ranks of these fine folks, as well as me in the writer's room at the top of each episode, sign up to be a part of our Kofi crew using the link below. We here at the writer's room support real art by real people, in all of their creatively expressive forms. And for those of you who are members of our Discord and active on our socials, you may have seen all the incredible illustrations made by the lovely and talented Emery Chelsberg, who voices Mallory in The Fate of the Thorn. And if you'd like to own some of these official masterpieces, head over to his gallery using the link provided and know that 100% of the proceeds will go directly to him. And be sure to keep a weather eye out on the horizon for more gorgeous artwork as we sail along. You can also find all of the links to our sponsors, as well as their respective discount codes, in the description of this episode. Thank you for taking a break with us. And I hope you're ready, because we're heading right back into the story. Brittany, thank you for your patience. We're starting with Charlotte.
6: Oh boy. You've been duped, you've been used, betrayed, backstabbed, made a fool of, I could go on. Show us the glory and the beauty of this unhinged ATC officer. Charlotte is going to march their way up to the top deck, both swords in hand, and I just think this would be cool as shit. I wanna knock someone's feet out from under them and get them on their knees in front of me and, double swords crossed, just behead them. Holy shit. One raise, boom, gone. I wanna make eye contact with the next guy standing behind that guy who's now headless on the ground and kinda point one sword out at him like, you're next, and start marching towards him.
0: We get another little gout of blue flames as Charlotte beheads this dude. The next person bolts at you, clutching their cross across their chest.
6: Oh, that won't save you. (laughs) I think just one sword out, like, impels them on it. Uh -uh.
0: Uh -uh. Falls backwards, dead. We transition into the captain's quarters, where Kingsley, by the way, has five raises, draws his saber, and launches himself at you. I'm spending one raise to slash.
3: So... When Diego was grabbing the rapier to use it against Kingsley, he wasn’t planning it on using it as a rapier. He just needed some iron on his hand. So as he pulls the rapier, he uses the poker to break the blade off of the handle completely to turn the cage of the rapier into a makeshift panzer hand. So that he can do his Panzer Hand duelist maneuver. He is going to use the Iron Reply. So he is going to prevent a number of wounds equal to ranks and resolve, which is three, plus ranks and weaponry, which is three. So as long as he wasn't doing more than six damage, he doesn't touch me.
0: I need you to take a hero point
3: for that. Yeah. Shit.
0: Way to say fuck you to the duelist
3: rules. (laughs) I am saying fuck you to the duelist rules, but I'm also saying I respect you and I'll get there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listen, I will respect you
6: disrespectfully. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one raise to do that.
3: And then I'm going to deal wounds equal to brawn, which is three, plus ranks in weaponry, which is another three. So he's going to take six.
6: Where does
0: he take this six? How does he take this six? Because it will be a first dramatic wound.
3: So as Diego blocks the sword strike with his caged hand, he's gonna strike at Kingsley's hand for poetic fun.
1: I'm gonna spend a danger point. Ho, <laughs> the iron reply.
0: Kingsley manages to flick out his arm right at the exact moment of the strike and you hear the clatter of chainmail.
1: Did you really think I wouldn't be dressed for the occasion?
0: He is going to do a move called the Halborn Slam. You're going to take seven.
3: Luckily, Diego has mastered dueling, so he's familiar with the riposte. So on his action, using it to follow immediately this maneuver that caused wounds... He is going to prevent a number of wounds equal to his ranks and weaponry, three, and then deal equal to three.
0: You take four instead. Clocks you in the face, right across the jaw.
3: I'm going to cold clock him back with the gloved hand. He
0: goes flying into one of his bookshelves. Split lip, dabs at it a little bit, and stands back up.
3: So down
2: to two. All right, we're
0: going to skip over to Mallory.
2: I think I'm just trying to make it to Amboise to my brooch how many raises do i need to spend to make it through this terrible crowd with this horrible bird's eye view of myself
0: two raises for you and then if you want to drag oliver as well that's another raise and you will make it to the building where amboise is on the scaffolding
2: cool i've got one left
0: you can no longer see yourself the moment that you pass by the rooftop.
2: It's like playing a video game where you don't know the controls
0: no the controls are reversed
4: third person reversed
0: oh no that's even worse
2: is the scaffolding climbable it is ah well let's waste no time
0: (laughs) up 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 you go oliver is following after you they're giving a physics lesson as they're climbing the scaffold,
2: I put the heel of my shoe in his fucking mouth. <laughs> Shut it. God, I can't believe I had a crush on you. Keep moving. The young king
4: is running through the crowd, hides behind a couple of barrels. She runs over to the king. Can I spend a raise to motherly vice grip his wrist? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you can, Absolutely. <laughs> Your Highness, we must go. It is dangerous here. I know it is. That's part of the fun. starts pulling him along, and she hails the Inquisition soldiers and screams in Castilian, Help! Help! The king! And the Inquisitors look and go, Oh, what is the king doing here? Yeah, and she starts dressing them down. How dare you start a fight while his majesty is visiting this town? You are putting the king in danger. What is wrong with you all? Luciano! (laughs) Luciano! surround us at once we must get back to the coaches they immediately
0: surround you and guard you and everything as some atc soldiers coming they rally behind their king and they fend them off
6: yep quickly quickly back to the carriage let's go <laughs>
0: <To Vavodos. laughs> Could i want to see the fight i can hold a sword
6: my lord please <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. and you guys hurry back up there you have one more raise is there anything you'd like to do with that um <laughs> Let me hang on to it and think of something else to do.
6: I will happily spend a raise to cut another Inquisition person down as I'm heading over. Hell yes. Charlotte at this point has stormed down the planks,
0: is knocking people into the water, just taking names and chewing bubble gum. except they're all out of fucking gum. And Boise, Mallory, and Oliver, I mean, you heard Oliver coming, but <laughs> they're both on the rooftop with you.
2: Oh, Mallory looks wiped from that climb. <laughs> Why are you up here? I was getting back to... Wait, give me that. And they try to get up and they're like way too fucking tired. Drop me the the, the brooch. I need it back. I need it. Takes it off.
5: Gently hands.
2: Thank you. you. Actually, I'm glad you didn't drop it. Mallory immediately takes it and pins it to the inside of their shirt.
0: I hear a very
2: faint, weak... Mm-hmm. Darling, I'm so sorry. Are you all right? I saw the blood and I got nervous. I'm
4: alright. what about you?
2: I'm fine, I'm- Your heart rate is telling me otherwise, what's wrong? It's, um, listen, I need to work out a bit. Do you need me? I can, I can try You rest. You rest and I'll, um, I'll call upon you when I need you many, many hours from now. By your will. And then it it just goes quiet. Amboise, that was all said out loud. Mm Mm-hmm, it was.
0: Dr. McCoy- Who are you talking to right now?
2: Uh, Myself. I'm always talking to myself. I do that now. I see. I've gone through a lot since I've graduated. I hope you know.
0: I can tell. Say, is this what a pirate shindig is all about? (laughs) This is rather
6: exciting. Can I spend one to get the attention of more ATC people and kind of draw the attention up to the ones on the roof? There they are. Get them. Brittany. Oh my God. God damn it.
0: Charlotte, you snap to and give orders out to the small contingent of ATC soldiers that are around you. They immediately stand to attention, look up, and then
6: aim their rifles. Charlotte's going to point the sword again at Oliver the same way. There's that bastard.
0: Oliver points into the crowd. Oh,
6: look, there's Charlotte. And boss. Hi, Charlotte. Up here! Unflinching, sword pointing, murder in their eyes.
2: Emlaws. Oh, it looks like they're going to give us a four-gun salute. And pause, please.
5: You know what? It's a good thing that the scaffolding is against the building, and we're right near one of the glass windows, which we just happened to jump into because, nope, not getting shot today.
6: Charlotte, Oliver has
4: ducked inside the building. Damn it. You better get them the fuck out of there, Imbloss.
5: That's what the next step is, but I don't know if that's too soon. We
2: still need Diego is the problem.
5: Oh, no, no, that's fine. We have ways of dealing with this. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Actually, we don't have ways of dealing with this. We have no idea (laughs) how to deal with this. You're fucked, primo.
0: (laughs) Diego, we're gonna jump back to you and Kingsley. You've cut his lip open. He looks more invigorated than hurt. And he grabs a club that's hiding in between the bookshelf and the hearth and launches himself at you, going in for a lunge. He's going to deal 12 to you. Unfortunately, it's unavoidable.
3: I do love Durs getting out the rule book. As Zoe was saying, there's, there's not much you can do against lunge, especially when you've already used your signature move earlier in the encounter.
0: Mm-hmm. Where does that put you?
3: Three dramatic wounds.
2: Oof.
3: Buddy. Okay. I feel like there's a moral here.
2: I'm looking at my notes, and that's um a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The club
0: is used as a garret up against your throat. The sword is stabbed in between your third and fourth rib, and his power behind his lunge brings you all the way to the back window crashing through, and you're leaning backwards, upside down. (laughs) Well,
1: since you refuse to learn my lessons, there's only one left to teach.
4: And he raises the club. Okay, so as she's getting in, she makes sure the king is in there and, like, held with one of the inquisitors. She sees Diego, and she calls out to the carriage driver and all the inquisitors around, and she says... The ATC has declared war on the church. We must tell the archbishop. (gasps)
2: Fuck, that's good.
4: (laughs) Fuck! Heresy! Oh, my God.
2: Civil war. Civil war. I want
4: the Inquisitors to rally behind that cry and just fucking storm that ship and cause this duel to be interrupted.
6: Okay.
2: Liliana... What a
6: smarty pants. Liliana. <laughs> That's what happens when you let Natalie drive. I know things.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
6: Yes. Does that work?
0: That works for me. Okay. I'm done now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she gets in the carriage with the king.
0: Diego, you hear Liliana scream the word heresy. Kingsley is like looking down at you completely enraptured in his revenge quest. And hears the cry, looks up, sees all of the Inquisitors all of a sudden rallying overwhelming ATC soldiers.
1: <sighs> Seems I'll have to cut this short.
0: And he pulls out his sword, grabs your ankles, flips you into the water.
1: Mr. Wicket, put us to sea. I want Castile out of my sight.
6: Can I spend my last rays to make sure I am on that ship when it leaves? Yes, sweet.
0: Charlotte, all of a sudden the Inquisitors are fueled with this new fire. They were cowering before you as you walked up to slaughter them, but now all of a sudden with this cry on the wind, something has ignited them, and they come at full force, like a wave. It takes all of your effort to break free, grab a few of your fellow soldiers, hoist them up the gangplank before the gangplank falls off the ship, because they haven't pulled it up or anything, and you launch yourself back up, landing on the deck of both of your swords. Gut down
6: another Inquisitor who is just trying to leap off the ship. This isn't over. <laughs> Everybody, this is the beginning of Charlotte's villain arc. I'm so excited oh, no. for it. I'm glad I got to pilot them for a little while. Charlotte's maybe my new favorite character? I might be biased now, though.
0: The ship breaks away.
6: Liliana, you're
4: well away. King is safe, everything's fine. She's just weeping in the backseat of the carriage. What's wrong? I was just so worried for you, your highness. I did not mean to make you worried. I'm so sorry. I won't ever make you worried again. You never have to cry over me. Please don't cry, please. It's okay. I am glad you are safe. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. You promise you will not run away again? Never again. I will never run away into not danger Never
0: again. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Take a hero point. <laughs> it's so good.
5: Before we go, can I spend a raise retroactively? On what? On flicking yet one more stone far, far away towards a carriage as it is making its exit. A stone that just happens to go through the window and land on a lap.
0: I think I'm gonna have to yes, but that. It doesn't land on a lap. It does land in the footrest where the driver sits. So it's on the carriage, but not on the lap of the person you were aiming for. Good enough. Somebody make a note of it because that's gonna come up like several sessions down the line and we're gonna have a ready escape carriage. Hey, uh, Oliver, Mallory and Eboise, The Inquisitors have all of a sudden rallied to the cry of heresy.
2: We should go. Um, Could you, you know, and Mallory mimes like doing a little
5: slice on the hand. Could you get us out of here? Like now? And Boss takes out his pocket watch, looks at it. Not yet. And you see
3: Diego just wet (laughs) flop over bleeding onto the ground. And it's just like a weak
4: Liliana. Okay, let's go. Slain, I'm Give dead. me the coffin gift, the coffin <laughs> dance
0: gift. That's me. R's
4: in the chest.
0: Ours in the chest.
5: <laughs> Goes over to Diego. Get in the water. Why are you, we going into the water? Liliana went that way.
2: I'm so tired, Amboise, and um, Oliver doesn't have the, um. and
5: they mime to their neck. It's fine. He will just have to hold his breath for a little while. Please, Amboise, you have to help me get to Liliana. They're, they're, they're going to the capital. Just port me there. I will get you to Liliana when you're not bleeding all over the floor. Emboas, whatever you say I will do. Please.
2: Diego, half of the Inquisition is going to be storming that castle. Listen, there's about to be a whole civil war in here after what Liliana just
5: screamed into the crowd. Diego, while I know you have been through much worse in the past, and you were trying to grin and bear it, I'm going to assume that you might need a little bit of help walking here. So... I want you behind me, holding my hand so I can support you just in case. Mallory, take Diego's hand. Oliver, take Mallory's hand. Oh, and Oliver, if you feel something grab onto your other hand, do not close down. Uh, better yet, keep both of your hands on Mallory's hand.
0: What do you mean, into the water? What's going on? Where are we going?
5: Monsieur, I need you to listen and pay very close attention to me, alright? There are three things you must do while I bring you through the waves. un. Do not let go of the hand you are holding. Do, do not listen to anything the voices tell you. Et toi, do not ever, for any reason, open your eyes.
0: Oh, we're going in the ways. I've read about this. Now, I must say that I am not a very good swimmer, and I- Oh,
2: shut up. Mallory pushes the professor into the water before diving in after him.
3: And Diego will jump into the water. And by
5: jump, I mean like weakly flop over with an unreasonably calm stride, and Boaz will walk off the dock. He'll then take out a shard of glass from the windowpane from earlier. He will proceed to cut his hand, keeping the grip tight to maintain as much blood on the glass itself, so it doesn't just fade away into the water. He'll make an intentional cut in the space in front of him to open a door to the ways. He will then grab Diego's hand, Take a look back quickly to make sure that everyone's eyes are closed and that the chain of hands is properly linked before proceeding to take them to the ways. And once he is certain that they've all made it through, he will quickly but gingerly close the door behind them.
0: And when the camera cuts back above and we watch the Inquisitors crowd around the docks, they can't see you, and more importantly, they can't hear the world scream
4: that's smart actually that's very smart now nobody knows how you got away
0: take a hero point
4: you just spent one
5: <laughs> no i didn't spend one. Oh no i spent three because i had to spend one for each person i bring with me <gasps> mm. this is the first
0: time that the camera is going to be in the ways so i want each of you to give me one detail and really turn up the creep factor
3: in the ways you hear distant voices that you can't make out because the words are incomplete fading in and out louder and softer from all directions and from no directions as it's constantly changing it's just strained phonetic
5: sounds that are in discomfort and stress for some reason there's buildings But all of the buildings seem to be phasing in and out and they continuously switch from a house to a castle to a bridge that's just on land. And if one was to look and follow the path that they're walking, or various other paths, they'd realize that it's as if everything is compressed into this small space.
4: You feel your heartbeat in your ears and your hands and your chest. And it keeps speeding up.
2: The air is dense, thick somehow. Though whether it's from humidity or dust, or just the heaviness of the world you walk through, you can't tell. Regardless, when you breathe it in, it feels like you're drowning. Like something's trying to slip inside your throat and bury itself in your lungs.
6: So, you have to keep your eyes shut the entire time, but... As you are, like, walking through, it feels like things are brushing up against your skin, but if you were to, like, feel it, there's not actually anything there.
5: Though you've been told to keep your eyes closed, you swear something is trying to force them open. When you put your hand in front of your eyes, you don't feel anything. But as soon as you stop focusing on it, you almost feel as if light is starting to pour through.
0: Mallory... You don't have to keep your eyes closed, because Coco is shutting them for you, while his remain open.
2: But can I? No. Please. No. Just this once,
5: and I'll never ask again. Is this said out loud? Yes. And Boise stops them walking.
2: Oh fuck. <sighs>
5: don't you dare. Oh <gasps> god.
2: Oh, yeah, Mallory shuts right up.
5: <laughs> and you distinctly note that his accent drops. Ooh. Mm. And then tugs them along. Amboise, you feel the familiar pull towards the door.
0: You reach out, grab the handle, it clicks open, and then you walk out. Oliver, upon stepping on the deck has lost all bones in their legs and just falls to the floor, shutting their eyes very tightly, clinging to Mallory's hand as though it is the only solid thing on the earth and muttering to himself, It's only a story. It's only a story. It's only a story. It's only a story.
3: Diego collapses to the floor.
0: Dalla. You hear the door open. You hear
6: Oliver muttering. You hear somebody hit the deck, and they're back. Dala gathers up some supplies. She assumes somebody is hurt, and she's going to go try and assist. As soon as you leave your quarters, you see Diego bleeding out. Goes back, grabs more, like, gauze and stuff. (laughs) She had, like, a couple of things, like maybe a, a wet cloth to put on someone's forehead, and it's like, ooh, big emergency, got it.
0: We're going to skip a little bit ahead in time to Diego having been tended to. Diego, erase one dramatic wound. And all of your wounds, by the way, all the little wounds are gone. They're instantly gone once an action sequence is over. Amboise, I believe you took one dramatic from your thing. You can go ahead and erase that. Dala has seen to that. Oliver doesn't have quarters, right? We haven't really established that yet.
4: He gets a hammock with the commissioned crew.
0: Dala, Oliver isn't physically hurt, but he is psychologically damaged. Have
6: I seen this before with the door? Yes, you
0: have. Okay. You know that he hasn't opened his eyes, but what he experienced is really taxing on him.
6: Yeah, I think she just like immediately recognizes it and cool cloth on the back of the neck. Sit here. She's got like a whole little routine. Stay here as long as you need before you go to your hammock, but also kind of like just wait it out. Sit there while she tends to the actual
0: physical wounds. Diego's going to be okay. Angelica, you get word shortly after that everybody has arrived, but Diego is in critical condition.
4: Oliver is here, but not here at the moment. Angelica comes down to the infirmary in a robe and not much else with a bottle of rum.
0: All of the Iglesias brothers are around Diego. And when you enter, three out of the four of them are asleep.
4: So, she approaches Amboise first. So, you made it back, eh, viejo? You crafty bastard. Good job getting everyone back on board, I suppose. You're welcome. I'll see you in the morning. She walks by Diego, sees that he's hurt, and takes a long swig from the bottle while looking at him. She has no words for Diego right now. But she does turn to Dala and say... Do your best to take care of our patients. Give her a little nod. And she shoots Dalla a very serious, oddly sober look. Good work, Miss Brunson, as usual. Dalla's gonna steal a swig of the rum and hand it back. And then she'll walk into the doctor's doorway. Doesn't enter the lab fully, just stands there in the doorway.
2: Alvara Alciniega is in the office. Mallory is hiding from you.
4: Alvara is seated on the bed, just kind of, like, wondering, like, looking at the lab. She makes the same mistake the Inquisitors made and assumes Alvar is Mallory in this moment (coughs) because it's dark and she's been drinking. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Well, Doctor, I hope whatever you found it was fucking worth it. Good night. And she kicks one of the stands so something falls and breaks. No! (laughs) Slams the door.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I... Caused so much trouble today.
2: I'm so sorry. I do believe that was meant for me. She leans under to find Mallory
0: under the bunk. Is, uh, is that your your captain? Yes, that's
2: his um, captain, Angelica de la Sombra. She's usually not like that. I could
0: smell the, the rum. Yeah. I'm sure she didn't mean it in such a cruel way.
2: No, she probably did, and she was a little bit right. But no, no she wasn't right I'm not sorry I think you can come out now
0: or or you can stay I, I I'm not uh, going to assume anything
2: uh no I am I, um, I should probably be going off to sleep anyway oh uh,
0: yes I'll um...
2: no 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 you you um you stay here I don't I don't sleep here not usually
0: then what's the bed for
2: holding more of my stuff really they move like some extra papers off the side.
0: That is a very clever use of the space. Why, I, I haven't thought of that.
2: Well, most people sleep in beds. I think you're actually quite smart for using it for its intended purpose. Pull the the journal out from their shirt that they had it tucked into. I have your notes, and I um, I put your lenses over there. You, s-
0: you saved my my notes.
2: This is why I'm not sorry for going back. She opens the case. <gasps> One of them might be a little cracked, but I don't think it was one of the special mirrors. I think that might have just been a, the plane lens. I think I have extras, actually. We can work something out. Do you mind if I use your tools? Oh, please. Please do. Everything here is at your disposal. I'm not really an astronomer by trade. I mostly, I do a lot more chemistry, but everything's here. I've got some um, gears and things. Uh, th- there might be something for an actual telescope, but uh, well, you- you'd have to look around.
0: I can recreate it. We can do it slams open the journal and just starts taking the lenses and like leaning and like grabbing little tools and scrambling to go get a thing and bring it over. And she just starts tinkering. She takes out a tiny pair of spectacles that sit on the very tip of her nose that are held by two golden chains. And she clicks them three times and one, two, three lenses come up. And she's got these cool ass fucking glasses to help her do these intricate little details. And she's remaking a
2: telescope. Fuck, that's cool. Mallory's writing all of this down. <laughs> They're like copying her notes as she goes over them. I hope you don't mind. I've been um, I've been a fan of your work for a while. Actually, you had sort of a hobby piece on um dead constellations, and uh, I know it was more of a, a like a hypothetical meandering for you, but uh, it really got me interested in the rest of your work. And I've just kind of been. Following your studies ever since. I hope that's not weird or anything.
0: Of course, that's not weird. I, you know, I, I did that essay uh, a few
2: months ago, and uh, you know,
0: obviously the ATC and the Inquisition both had attention on it. And uh, well, it's it's been a it's been a ride. Um, uh, but but I'm I'm not very good at talking and working at the same time. Um, oh no, is, sorry, is I won't a? distract you. Oh, okay. Gracias. She just focuses on the telescope. You hear in your head
2: this weak sigh. Alvara, do you mind if I leave you here for a moment? I'll come back later.
0: Of course, I'll be fine right here.
2: If you need anything, I'll be, um... They point. I'll be up there. Cur's nest.
0: Okay. If I need anything, I'll shout.
2: All right. Enjoy your night. Ah, uh, You as well. And Mallory does a small bow, a small curtsy, a small mix between the two, very awkwardly, and, uh, leaves the room to go and, uh, make their way to their usual sleeping place.
0: Way up at the top of the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. Where there's no rigging, no sail, nothing to bar you from the beautiful stars above. However, it is partly cloudy tonight, and when you lie down in the hammock, you are not alone. You feel the familiar weight of someone with you. <sighs>
2: You had me very worried for a minute there. Nothing I couldn't handle. Are you sure? I didn't expect you to stay and fight. I just needed help moving the bookcase. No, you needed help
5: escaping.
2: I didn't tell you to fight for me.
5: You didn't have to.
2: I would have found a way out. Did you forget our deal? I don't know. I don't I don't want you bleeding out for me. Why not? Because I, I don't like you getting hurt. Does there need to be a bigger reason than that well most of the
0: romance novels make it sound heroic
2: yes they're fiction come on i'm all right and so are you everything's fine and i got us someone who could build a telescope
0: what in Terra's green earth compelled
3: you to go back for the lenses
2: well they're very hard to manufacture and i'm I wanted to have something for you this time, since you're always doing things for me. There's an audible silence until
0: a very soft... Thank you. And then we dissolve away from that scene.
3: So it's the night He's recuperating. You said one of the brothers would be sort of keeping an eye out for him. We'll say it's Tulio. We'll say it's Tigray. And... Spirits have been pretty good beforehand. The brothers were all happy to see each other, especially with Diego being able to call them all Tio. It's been positive. And as they're sort of sitting there in the rocking of the boat, Diego just sort of reaches over to Tulio's arm and like squeezes it and brings it close. And he looks over at him. Tulio. Tulio. See, Diego? I am... I am not a father. What are you talking about? I am a stranger. He doesn't know me. I'm just... I'm just a man.
0: Who are you and what have you done with Diego? El Tigre positions himself so that his head is above yours. And both his hands are on the side of your face. And he looks at you dead in the eyes. And one of the reasons you call Tulio El Tigre is because of the gold banding that make it look like he has the eyes of a tiger. Listen, hermano. Liliana is alive. And your son is alive. Which means there is plenty of time.
3: But eight years, I've done nothing. I don't have a house or money for him, I don't have a job. None of those are required to have a happy life, Diego. My hands are just good for pain. I can't teach him about anything.
0: El Tigre's hands both lift away from your face and then suddenly clap you on both of your cheeks. If you think I'm going to stand idly by and allow you to speak ill of my brother, you're wrong. You can teach that boy how to fight. You can teach that boy how to dance. You can teach that boy more about life than he has ever known behind those castle walls.
3: See? See. Let
0: yourself feel whatever it is you need to feel, but if you ever doubt your abilities as a father or as a person ever again in my presence, I will be forced to let my blade tell you otherwise. Do you hear me?
3: Ay, hermano, I hear you.
0: And it appears I am not the only one in that regard. His eyes finally lift from yours to look at the door. And when you lift your head up to look, you see little Tia, standing in the threshold, holding something clutched in her hands, and looking a little unsure. Hello. I'm sorry to bother you.
3: You are fine, little one.
0: I... I think I had a nightmare, and I don't want to sleep alone.
3: Yes, there is space in uh, for uh, Tulio, will you get another one of the hammocks out?
0: Tulio gets up to go get a spare hammock, but the moment that he moves is the moment that Tia decides to step in. She walks directly up to your cot, hops up, and curls up beside you, on your good side, holds the little potato stuffy that you made her, and settles in. Good night, Diego.
3: Good night, Tia.
0: And the camera pans away from that scene out the porthole in the infirmary to watch the moon cast her beams on a calm ocean as the thorn sails into the night heading directly for numa while our heroes are safe and well I don't think Castile is anymore, but that is going to be a problem for another day. Until then, we'll see you next time, friends. And remember, be safe and well.